the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. He spent over 40 years in and around the restaurant industry. He's been an owner and an operator. He's a member of the Colorado Restaurant Hall of Fame. For over 30 years, his radio shows have been keeping you updated on the ever-changing Colorado restaurant scene, where he invites you to join him, both on the air and for meals at area restaurants. He's Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show. It's 4.06. We are back for the second hour of the Restaurant Show, News Talk 710 KNUS. I'm your host, Mike Boyle. Every Saturday, 3 to 5. Every Sunday, 10 o'clock until noon. Uh, during the news, I was just checking my emails. And if you were a member of the Mike Boyle Travel Group, uh, you don't have to be a member. You don't have to pay dues. You don't have a card. But if you've gone to my website, MikeBoyle.com, clicked on Travel Group and given us your information, you would have got a nice email about our trip to Cabo San Lucas coming up January 10th to the 17th. I know it's a beautiful day today. It's supposed to be a beautiful fall, but uh, winter's going to be here, and you are going to want to get away in January and February. Can we all agree it's just a rough time to be around? Okay? So, uh, anyway, maybe go to the website, MikeBoyle.com, click on Travel Group, or if you want to send me an email, Mike at MikeBoyle.com, I can get you that information. Uh, In the last hour, we talked with Doug Preston and Lincoln Child. They have a new book out called Dead Mountain. I really enjoyed it. I I really like some of the stories, Tony Hillerman and some of those other folks, the stories that come out. There seems to be something about New Mexico, Santa Fe, New Mexico, that not only attracts wonderful, talented chefs, good restaurants, but a lot of writers as well. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed that interview. The book is obviously available called Dead Mountain by Doug Preston and Lincoln Child. In the last hour, I told you that I had been to the New Cherry Cricket in Littleton. It's on Littleton Boulevard. It's about, uh, let's call it a mile west of Broadway, probably about a half a mile east of the Arapahoe Courthouses there on Littleton Boulevard, uh, right across the street from Harley's Hot Dog Revolution. Does a wonderful, wonderful job, Ed, there. Good, good guy. Uh, anyway, I stopped into the Cherry Cricket. Of course, I've been to the one in Cherry Creek, like many of you, about a million times. I did not even know until I mentioned on the air that they were opening a second location, and I was corrected by a listener telling me that it would actually be their third location. They have one down on Blake. 
they have not lost a thing. It's still got a great atmosphere. Sure, they had to really upscale that building, what used to be the Craftwood Inn, but they've got an outdoor patio that gets a lot of sun, but then they've got an outdoor patio, open-air patio. Let's call it an open-air patio where there's plenty of seats in the shade. And I was there on Tuesday with Ed Wilkes, the webmaster for the show, and the place was packed. Uh, we ate out on the patio. It's a dog-friendly patio, Bailey the Mexican Street Dog. By the way, it's National Dog Day. Did you know that it's National Dog Day today? Every day is National Dog Day to Bailey the Mexican Street Dog. But at any rate, um, their burgers are just so good in big portions. So I had a burger. Ed had a burger. We split the large order of fries and believe me, that filled us up just fine. Then when I got done, I went down Littleton Boulevard to where it became Main Street and historic Littleton and went on Prince Street to Inside Scoop Creamery where I did a show on Memorial Day weekend and uh, walked in, uh, took Bailey and just sat in the nice cool. A couple people wanted to play with him and just had a uh, nice the chocolate chip java and another scoop of chocolate Ghirardelli chocolate and it went very very well all right had a french dip i'll tell you about that when we come back on the mike boyle restaurant show lord i want to go to heaven but i don't want to go It's late and she's waiting And I know I should go home But every time I start to leave all right, 13 minutes after 4 o'clock here on National Dog Day, the restaurant show. Happy to have you aboard. Um, I wanted to, uh, I told you about my burger at Cherry Cricket. I told you about my ice cream and inside scoop. Um, also this week, you know, the Rock Yard Brewery in Castle Rock is known for its cream of jalapeno soup. They served it at the Taste of Douglas County. It was tremendously well-received. And, um, you know, I was busy that night. I didn't get a chance to get a <coughs> a sample of it, even though they went through an awful lot of it. So I stopped by the rock yard, and I had sat out on the patio, and they've got that patio that's nice. You know, it's covered during the day. I guess it's covered all the time. But during the day, it's nice. And then as the sun sinks behind the uh, front range, I guess it would just be beautiful. But I was there for lunch. And I ordered the jalapeno soup. And, you know, it is re- it's not, it, it's spiced to flavor, but it's not like eating a jalapeno. It's not like you've got diced jalapenos on your pizza or on your hamburger. It was really, really good soup. And uh, it was nice because I could say I went to the rock yard, I could try the soup, and then I could move along and try something else. Um, I decided to go downtown it was a day that I was hanging in Castle Rock. I decided to go downtown to the Courtyard Social on Perry Street. They were at the Taste of Douglas County serving oyster shooters, wings. They had their carrot cake there. They homemade carrot cake every single day, sell out every single day. I've got some in my refrigerator. It's absolutely fabulous. Well, Gary Mantelli, who also owns West, 
W-E-S-T, at the corner of Glen Arm and 16th in the old historic <coughs> Kittridge building, was Marlowe's for 36 years. Um, he took over the space from Phil Roberts, who owns the building, used to own Marlowe's, Governor's Park, Caledonia's, you remember the old places. Anyway, he's now more into the real estate end of things. But at any rate, um, Gary suggested that I try. He serves prime rib every night, and he does it with fresh racks. But the next day, if they happen to have any left, they turn it into a prime rib French dip sandwich. And uh, it came with hand-cut fries. It also came with a regular horseradish, and then it came with the spicy horseradish. I always mix them together. It gives me a little bit of that flavor. It gives me a little bit of that pop. And then the um, au jus. It's, you know how most au jus are very uh, liquidy, okay, very, very loose. And his has a little bit more bulk to it. Sticks on the bread, sticks on the sandwich, but it was really good. If you're if you're looking for a if you're looking for a nice um, prime rib French dip, I know an awful lot of places have them on the menu. But you know what? A lot of places just don't do them right because they give you too much bread. They put it on a hoagie roll, so you're just getting a lot of bread. Gary has done a real nice job with that sandwich. The other thing that I've had there is a Einstein's. Everything bagel, Reuben. And, you know, when I ordered it at his suggestion about a couple weeks ago, you know, my initial reaction was, I love Einstein's Everything Bagel. If there's a bagel, that's the one I'm going to get. And I just like it with cream cheese, plain cream cheese, so I can taste the cream cheese, but I can taste the bagel, I can taste everything on it. I just thought, you know, it might be too much bread. And it wasn't. It was absolutely terrific. This guy is a very talented guy. You've heard him here interviewed on the air. But he's a very talented guy, does a wonderful, wonderful job. Something else. For those of you that are um, not necessarily have a gluten allergy, but, you know, there's an awful lot of people, I know a couple of people, athletes, that don't eat a lot of gluten because they think it affects their performance. I personally am not gluten intolerant, but Yumbana Banana Bread, Y-U-M-B-A-N-A, they were at the taste. They've been there for 10 years, won't be there anymore. He's moving to Laramie, Wyoming, his production facility up there. But you can get it at Whole Foods, you can get it at King Supers. When I was talking to Chris, the owner, he gave me some gluten-free dinner rolls. And, you know, a lot of restaurants serve bread, serve rolls. Fleming's does an absolutely sensational job with their bread and the dips and the spreads. But a lot of places don't do well. And I, I will tell you this, that I'm not sure that I did a particularly good job. You know, we had rolls and we had some butter. But Chris suggested I try these gluten-free dinner rolls. And I'll tell you this right now. I brought them home, warmed them up, and uh, spread some butter on them. I'm a butter guy. 
and they were really, really good. You might want to look for those when you're in King Supers or Whole Foods. I know that they've got the gluten-free banana bread by Yumbana. But uh, I'll tell you this, I probably would have served them just because it's easier to serve a gluten-free dinner roll that's very good than serve a non-gluten-free dinner roll that's good but the gluten-free folks wouldn't want to eat it. Did you follow all of that? So I think that it would have made it a little bit simpler. So there's another suggestion of something I tried this week that I think you might enjoy. Uh, I've got an article in front of me uh, called, As Prices Rise, Some Restaurants Seeing Fewer Customers. I'm hearing this over and over and over. People are spending more money because of inflation, because of increasing prices, but they're not going out as much. So let's do this. Let's take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to share this article from the Orlando Sentinel with you on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Welcome back to the Mike Ball Restaurant Show. I think it's safe to say that we are all concerned. We are at least all aware, regardless of your financial circumstances, with prices. And it doesn't matter whether it's the price at the pump. It doesn't matter whether it's an airplane ticket because you want to go on vacation. It doesn't matter if it's milk at the grocery store. I think we are all aware that inflation is playing a big part in our lives. And a big part of our social experience is dining out. We love to go out. We like to spend a little bit of time with family and friends. So I found an article, and I thought I would share it with you. As prices rise, this is from the Orlando Sentinel, Orlando, Florida. As prices rise, some restaurants see fewer customers. I am hearing this a lot. Restaurants, because of the price increases on the menu to make up for increased minimum wage, to make up for cost of goods sold, they are raising the prices. But that is causing them to see a drop in customer counts. One of the things that you measure in the restaurants is always sales. What are our sales? Sales less expenses, whether it's cost of goods sold, rent, taxes, whatever it happens to be, is what hits the bottom line, hopefully in the positive for a profit. All right? One of the ways we measure different things is what's called PPA, per person average. How much do we get from the average customer? All right, earlier this week, I went to the Rock Yard Brewery. They serve a cream of jalapeno soup. It is well known. I had never had it. They served it at the Taste of Douglas County, and they went through a whole lot of it. And I'm going to tell you something. It is really, really good. But I had a couple of other things to do that day, so I went and just got a cup of soup. It was $7 with tax, $7.28 plus tip. So my PPA that day was $7, okay? So 
other customers would go and spend 20 30 50 and that comes out to what the average person spends when they go to a restaurant and you have a certain level and it's a restaurant tour that you would like to maintain obviously i didn't help maintain that average that day for mike dreaming the proprietor so let me get into this article a little bit alejandro martinez says sales at his winter springs restaurant stefano's trattoria aren't growing like they have since he bought the place in 2014 since easter he said they are either slightly down year over year or only slightly up. Let me tell you something. You typically have to be up every year around at least 2 to 3% in sales, gross sales, to make up for the increases that you're going to incur from the products that you supply in the restaurant. So he's down year over year or only slightly up depending on the day not at the six to ten percent growth that he's seen over the past few years while his sales remain higher than in 2019 before the coronavirus pandemic transformed the restaurant industry more expensive food costs and higher wages for employees have cut into profits. Martinez said that after buying the restaurant, he didn't raise his menu prices for five years, but has had to increase them three times since 2021 to cover in, uh, to cover higher costs. That's where we get our inflation. Restaurant across, restaurants across the country are continuing to raise prices and reporting fewer customers coming in the door. Recently, I read you an article about how KFC has gone with a $5 menu and they're trying to reach a a lower socioeconomic strata, lower income person because that's where they can increase maybe their sales and their traffic counts a little bit. In the National Restaurant Association's June Restaurant Performance Index, 57% of operators, 57%, reported a decline in traffic from last June. This was the third straight month of decline, leading the association to say the current situation was dampened. That's the word that they use. Same store sales, different from traffic, weren't as negative, with 40% of operators saying that they were lower in June, 50% saying they were up from last June. So maybe they were up in sales, but not up in customer counts. You know what? I think that we probably all individually see this, and we all individually do it a little bit. Why? Maybe instead of having an appetizer, you're out with your significant other and another couple. Maybe you split an appetizer, right? Or maybe instead of getting a glass of wine, you get a bottle of wine, knowing that you can take it home because we allow that in the state of Colorado. Maybe after you have your dinner, you say, no, we're not going to have dessert. So that's where the per person average goes down. All right. 
The restaurant performance index for June was at 100.2, just barely above what it would mean if the industry's health was neutral, according to the association. Restaurant, I beg your pardon, industry indicators are expanding when the index is above 100 and contracting when it is below 100. For May, it was below 100 at 99.6. The lackluster conditions come as some high-profile restaurants in Orlando, such as Winter Park's The Coop, have shut their doors, citing higher rent costs. Some consumers, that's yes, that's you and me. Some consumers, meanwhile, say they are cutting back because of restaurant prices. Keisha Montez, 28, of Orlando, says she used to eat out every meal from Friday night through Sunday. But during the past six months, has switched to just dinner on Saturdays and lunch specials on Sunday. It makes me feel sad, she said, when I go out with my friends, when I go out with my partner. I like to connect over food. I like to drink and talk. I like to connect with cultures over food. A dinner at a restaurant used to cost her 30 to $40. Now it is up to 60 to $70, she said. Year-to-date, restaurant menu prices have gone up 8.3%. That's a big number. The highest rate since the early 1980s. And remember when we were coming out of the misery index of Jimmy Carter, the doom and gloom, and we were coming into the Reagan administration, we did have some inflation until things began to stabilize under that Reagan administration. While the grocery store prices, the article goes on, were up 7.9%. So 8.3 in the restaurants, 7.9, almost 8% in the grocery stores. I'll tell you something, and this is not really as facetious as it may say. You can go to the grocery store and walk every aisle and watch them change the prices. Some of them, they're changing right there. I'm sure they do an awful lot of that stuff overnight. San Diego-based restaurant analyst John Gordon said the Orlando Sentinel, told the Orlando Sentinel that the restaurant menu prices in the long term should not outpace increases in the grocery store. While there's a segment of the market that will always go to eat out all the time, there's still quite a number of people that always see eating in as more economical and more eat, uh, more easy he said. But not all restaurants are losing customers, even with the higher prices. I think that, you know, it's like Dennis Prager says, there's no such thing as all. There's no such thing as everybody. There's no such thing as everything. So I think that the article, while pointing it out, I think is really pointing out something that's a given. Not every restaurant is losing customers, even with higher prices. Okay, I understand that. Orlando-based Hawker's chain traffic was up 8% during the first six months of the year, showing an average price increase at 5.1%. Rather than go through the entire article, though, you know, at the end of the day, CEO Kaleeb Harrell said, good economy, bad economy, people are going to choose brands that have great food, great service, and great vibes. All right. I think that that's a cliche. What is a restaurant? When, when a new restaurant opens up and I talk to the proprietor, I say, all right, what do you want to be known for? What are you going to do to set yourself apart? He says, well, we want to be known for good service, good food. Well, duh. Who doesn't want to be known for good food and good service? All right. But I'm going to tell you this. The restaurant graveyards are full 
of restaurants that served good food and had good service. They just didn't click. They just didn't do something that resonates with the people or with the economies of the times. All right. Um, Let's see. Hawkers has made headlines in 2021 by giving workers raises and increasing its non-tip minimum wage to $15 an hour, leading to improved staffing. Okay, all of that stuff's great, but you know what? Who pays for that $15 an hour minimum wage? Look in the mirror, because that would be you and me. Let's take a break, and when we come back, I'll finish this article off and share a little bit more of, with, more of it with you here on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Welcome back to The Restaurant Show. I'm your host, Mike Boyle. We are talking about an article in the Orlando Sentinel. And this is something, and sure, it's anecdotal. It's a scientific wild-ass guess, swag as it's called. I talk to a lot of restaurants, and I talk to a lot of businesses. They are having trouble keeping their traffic up, keeping their customer counts up. This article says, as prices rise, some restaurants see fewer customers. All right, I don't like the word some. Remember Mike Rosen, talk show host, Colorado, 40 years. He used to say some monkeys are smarter than some people. So you can do anything you want with the word some. Of course, some are seeing fewer customers and some are seeing increased customer traffic. But I think that it is an indication that the industry is getting uh, completely squeezed. All right. Back at – so – he talks going back to the article about how at this restaurant in Orlando they've increased a non-tip minimum wage. These investments have paid off since the money going to pay employees more can be absorbed with more productive long-tenured workers thanks to low turnover, Harold said. What kills the labor line and that's the line in the profit and loss statement is turnover. We've reset the bar with our team members. All right, it's great that they're paying more money to these people, but you are paying for that. The owner at Stefano's, Martinez, he says he believes restaurants are returning to their normal business cycles after customers spent more in recent years thanks to government stimulus money. Demand is so high, so high, then demand went back to what is normal. Summers used to be slow. They're supposed to be slow. But looking ahead, restaurant operators across the country aren't exactly optimistic. The National Restaurant Association said 34 percent, that's one in three, think overall economic conditions will get worse in the next six months. That's from now until the end of the year. And only 10% expect improvement. All right? So I don't see the economy improving. I see the economy taking more back steps in the near future. I see inflation not going anywhere, said this restaurant owner. A lot of restaurants are going to fail in the next year. So that's one of the things that we do here. When I went on the air years ago, I said, we're not going to talk about whether or not the Bernays sauce 
is prepared properly is prepared traditionally. We're going to talk about the restaurant industry. And rather than talking about how people in the industry perceive stuff, we're going to talk a little bit more about it from the consumer point of view. And that's why I have no reservations about telling you whether it's a veteran's discount at a restaurant, whether it's a two-for-six special that I tried and is very, very good, whether it is a senior's discount on Tuesday. We're going to talk about the issues that affect us here as consumers because I eat out every day, just like many of you. And if you don't eat out every day, and maybe not every meal, but you eat out six, five, four, three times, going to a restaurant is still, a a restaurant is still a gathering place. It's where people used to ride from the farms, ride from the ranches to a common place, get together, share the news, talk a little bit about conditions in the town. Well, We still do that. And whether it's going by yourself with a good book to eat by yourself, spending time with your significant other, spending time with family that we never get enough time of, that's what we do. And if I can not only get you great meals, but get you great deals as well, then as far as I'm concerned, I'm performing the responsibilities here on the restaurant show. So that's that's always been my point of view. But if you decide to go out, it goes back to my sports philosophy. I would rather, and I know restaurateurs to say I don't coupon, I don't discount, I don't do a happy hour, I don't do any of that stuff. But I will tell you this. When I was in minor league baseball, I would rather have 10,000 people in my 10,000-seat park paying $5 each than have 5,000 people paying $10. I'm not talking about the $5. I'm not talking about the $10. I'm using a metaphor here. I'm making an illustration. A family of four at $5 can come for 20 bucks. A guy that wants to go out and drink beer with his buddies can come more often at five bucks. And so consequently, I would rather make a little bit from everybody than try to make a big killing by having my prices high and my traffic low. All right, just my thoughts. As prices rise, some restaurants are seeing fewer customers. All right, let's keep it going here on The Restaurant Show. And another example of that is Little Caesars. Little Caesars, if I understand correctly, was pretty much saved years ago when they came out with their $5 hot and ready. All right, it's ticked up a little bit. But you know what? I think Little Caesars and their hot and ready do a great job. They've got a $5.99 lunch box. And it's a box that's about six inches square, maybe five and it's got uh, a nice, thick Detroit-style pizza in there. And then they give you a Pepsi, bottle of Pepsi with it, and five ninety-five. And these people are seeing that 
these values out there, whether it's two for six at Arby's or whatever it happens to be, the new Kentucky Fried Chicken deal, $5 Kentucky Fried Chicken, I was at Taco Bell. I thought that those words would never come out of my mouth again. You know, but, hey, every once in a while, I was at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I pulled into the Taco Bell in Castle Rock, and I said to myself, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, how painful could it be? You know, because if you're car number three in line at a Taco Bell, you better have a big book with you. And I walked right in. I looked at the menu. I said, is that burrito $2? And she said, yeah. I said, I'll take a couple of them because I just wanted something, <clears throat> pardon me, to get me to dinner. So... That's you know that's just some of the stuff that we we try to share here a little bit on the restaurant show. Try to save you a little bit of money while talking about all the different options that are out there and available to you. I told you about reading Code Red by Kyle Mills, uh, Vince Flynn book. This week I wrapped up the television series Lincoln Lawyer. Lincoln Lawyer came out last year with one season, 10 episodes. It was very popular. They're based on the character by Michael Conley. Michael Conley, of course, created Bosch, Detective Harry Bosch. He's got a half-brother he didn't know he had. It's a lawyer in Los Angeles called Mickey Haller, and he operates. He doesn't have an office. Actually, he does in the television series, but he doesn't really have an office. He just operates in the backseat of a Lincoln Town car, that is driven by somebody whose case we either got dismissed or sentence that was minimized. And so to pay off their debt to him, they drive him around in this Lincoln. And uh, it was very well received. And so they created a second season. But this year they did what a lot of these shows are doing. They showed it was going to be second season, 10 episodes. Well, they showed us five, and then we had to wait. I think it was about a month or maybe six weeks, and then they released the second five. Well, I didn't exactly binge on it, but uh, they're all about 45 minutes to an hour, and uh, so I watched the last five episodes this week, and I'll tell you something. I think it's very good. I think if you're going to do Bosch, you go back to the beginning. I think if you're going to do Lincoln Lawyer, go back to the beginning, because these shows and characters develop. Yeah, you can watch any episode, but I think, you know, it's like Terminal List by Jack Carr and Chris Pratt. It's like um, Reacher by Lee Child, Lincoln Child's brother. Um, you know, it's just kind of fun to watch the characters and watch them develop. Um Broncos play this evening, um, preseason game. Nobody wants to listen to that. They'd rather listen to Randy Corcoran coming up at 5 o'clock. But the uh, Broncos kick off a week from tomorrow. No, what the heck? I think I lost a week. Next week is Labor Day. Next week is the college football season. CU under Coach Prime will get started against TCU, nationally ranked last year, and uh, who thumped the Buffs last year pretty good. We'll see what happens this year. Uh, the program has certainly generated a lot of publicity up in Boulder, certainly generated a lot of notoriety. Air Force will kick off against Robert Morris, and CSU will take on who? I can't remember. 
University of Northern Colorado. You know, if you ever get a chance, go up to Greeley, go to Fat Alberts, and go get a piece of that chocolate cream pie or the pecan pie or the peanut butter pie, and go to UNC. They've got a Nottingham Stadium there that holds about 8,500 people, and it's just a nice, nice setting. I know we all like to talk about the smell of the Greeley stampede and cows and poop and all of that type of stuff but that campus at the University of Northern Colorado, Michener Library of course Michener taught there James Michener taught there the library's got a beautiful segment but they, section, they're going to open up against Incarnate Word uh, and you know what, you say Incarnate Word do they even have a football team? What is it a bunch of nuns? No, you know what, actually they've got a pretty darn good program up there so they've got a new coach, Eddie Mack didn't work out so we'll see how that works out for the University of Northern Colorado. But you know, we're at that time of year when hope springs eternal. Uh, music tells me i got to take my final break. Got a few more things to talk about. We're going to try to get Randy Corcoran on to let you know what he's got coming up at 5 o'clock. All that when we come back on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. restaurant show going to take you on up until five o'clock turn it over to randy corcoran um you know what just when you thought that you had heard of every dumb idea coming out of the biden administration i've got another one for you biden's beer ban americans may be urged to have just one drink a week under new plans yeah, let's see how that works out for all the uh, college students. See how that, uh, I'll see, how, see if that binge drinking is all going to go away. So, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Americans may be urged to drink no more than one or two beers weekly as part of a stricter new alcohol guidelines. President Biden's alcohol czar, George Cobb, I didn't even know we had an alcohol czar. The director of the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism told the Daily Mail that the USDA could change its alcohol laws to match Canada, where people are advised to drink one drink per week. Yeah, okay, we'll see how that's going to work out. All right, anyway, let me, uh, let me bring in Randy Corcoran, and uh, he's got a show coming up at 5 o'clock. Uh, he'll be talking a little bit more politics than I talk about, but I certainly let people know exactly where I sit, exactly where I stand. Dennis Prager coming into town this Wednesday at the View House Centennial. Randy, I have figured out definitively why Colorado has switched from red to blue. Well, I'm thinking that it's because people are so hungry after they listen to your show that they can't get out and vote come well, Tuesday. Well, no, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. People from the state of Colorado believe that the earth is flat, the second most in the United States behind Alaska, and that's measured by searches per 10,000 residents. And I figure that if we have enough bird brains to think that the earth is flat, then we certainly have enough bird brains to vote for Joe Biden. That's my theory. 
Uh, I don't know whether you agree with it, but I'm sticking to it. Well, it would certainly be the same kind of thinking that would have, allow you to come to both conclusions. <laughs> the same conclusion. Good yeah. Lord. All right. Randy, <clears throat> Dennis Prager, and I realize that you're an attorney and busy during the day, but Dennis Prager, about a week and a half ago, was really pushing to get Larry Elder on the debate stage last Wednesday. Um, he needed 40,000 individual donors, and you could donate as little as a dollar as long as you were a new donor. And uh, Dennis was making a pretty compelling case for having Larry on, Larry's positions, his eloquence. And I will tell you this, I did make a contribution. I have written, I've, I've donated to candidates in the past. I generally think that making my positions clear on the radio, Randy, uh, has some value. But at any rate, he didn't make the stage. And that seems to have created a little brouhaha that some of the Republican uh, officials, hierarchy, um, kept some people off the stage that should have been there. Will you be talking about any of the debate on the show? I'm sure you probably will, but I'll ask anyway. Yeah, I'd be happy to. In fact, I'm just in, back from Milwaukee um, and attending the debate, and so I was, you know, right in the middle of all of that going on. And there is a reason that Elder wasn't on the debate stage. I'm not sure I entirely agree with it, but I definitely plan to lay that out. And I uh, also want to pay some respects to the Kabul 13. It's two years ago today that uh, those brave American heroes were sacrificed by an inept wow. Biden administration in Kabul. Oh, man. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that this was the anniversary of that. But, yep. uh, folks, that's our commander in chief. And uh, hopefully in November of 2024, that will uh, change. Randy, did you have a... Um, did you have, you know, everybody wants to know what's your favorite restaurant? What's your, you know, did you have a favorite candidate? Uh, I realize you might have to be a bit uh, tactful here because of your position with the party, but did you have somebody that you thought really shined? Somebody that really surprised you? What did you find? Well, we are required to maintain neutrality during a primary, uh, but I don't, that doesn't, I don't think keep me from saying what I think about what people do, what people say. Um, and I did get to spend time with Vivek Ramaswamy, with um, um, Governor Ron DeSantis and others. So, yeah, I definitely have some opinions there, and uh, I'll be sharing them on the other side of this great song. I guess that I'll be listening. His name is Randy Corcoran coming up. Wake up with Corcoran. I get a kick out of that. He should be awake by 5 o'clock in the afternoon, but he's got a little bit of a story there, and maybe he will share it with you when we come back after the news. All right, folks, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Uh, be back tomorrow with another show from 10 o'clock until noon. I'll be taking your calls. Leave for Mexico a week from Wednesday. And don't forget to check out my website at MikeBoyle.com. Have a great evening, everybody. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show. Life is good today. Yep, life is good today. Life is good today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.